So fuck's sake. siblings who have quite a few resentments and we're here to share them with you. No one else is fucking doing it. I don't want, actually, you know what? Today I'm out. I've got a resentment against myself. I reckon everyone in that school is back in. Yeah. You don't need to put the effort into actually changing yourself <laughs> for the better. I cannot stand the man. That's the, the only time I've ever felt like a man. They're corrupt people. Welcome to the resentment list with your hosts Naomi and Ben. We're siblings with hang-ups and lots of them. And we're back here for episode 41. Shit. <laughs> We've been for way too long. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm going to start with a little situation that happened to me last week. Went to the doctor um, to get uh, my prescription refilled. And um, also, I was at the end of my six sessions. You know how you get 10 sessions. <laughs> I love Men- that as well. Yeah, the mental health. You get 10 sessions and then you do six and then you've got to go back to get the re... Um, your therapist has to write a letter to your doctor saying how you're going and then you get the the last four reinstated. Um, why do you have to do that? I think so that they know that it's being it's effective. Just, just in case you could have got those extra four sessions for free, and you would have got that extra from the mo- extra money from the government without it being effective. I don't know. Like, I think they're I that th- stingy. That I they- think that they they think, all right, well, let's see how it's going, and if it's well, this is how I read it. They see how it's going, and then maybe they you can get a new therapist or something. But what really pissed me off, and my me and my doctor have been pretty cl- are pretty close now these days. Yeah. What really pissed me off is. My doctor read out the uh, letter that my that my therapist sent her, and it was, uh, it was a long letter, and she basically <laughs> said that um, I had completely done a one eighty. My mental health was a hundred percent. That we were just kicking goals left, right, and center. <laughs> wow. I had learned. Uh, I had revealed things from my past. I had learned my triggers. I had sought. I was like, lady. My doctor <laughs> goes. Would you say that's accurate? And I said, well, it's a bit of a glowing review. And she just started laughing. I was like, she goes, what do you mean? I said, I said, I don't know. I said, look, it was been all right. But it's, to be honest, I don't think I've done all that. Like, according to her, I'm fucking recovered. I'm fucking fully functioning in society. I just, and, I, and she said, well, do you want to do the, the next four sessions? And I said, look. I'm committed to this lady. I'm going to do the four. I'm going to get to the ten. And she kind of looked and she says, well, if it's not being effective. And I said, look, I have I've I cried there. That's a good thing. I said, look, I'm not 100% sold. I said, maybe I'm being a little, uh, a little hard on her because I've been through so much therapy before. I'm not completely sold on her, but I'm not going to jump ship just yet. Uh, and she said, okay. So she, and she, you know, she kind of then wrote another referral to my therapist because you need another referral to go back 
um, and I'm waiting to go back. But I mean, my therapist is out of the country because oh, apparently they're, they're always out of the country. They're always out of the country. They need a lot of. And then I, you know, it's interesting. It's like you know, I started on this journey, and then my whole my my apparent my 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 uh, glowing recovery, according to her, uh, has been put on hold because yeah. she's. Jet setting around. <laughs> they live the lives of fugitives. These therapists. Yeah, I, I don't know how it happens. And but apparently they're doing great work. They're writing to the doctors saying their patients are fucking recovered. I mean, if that was true, I I, I don't know. I, I I don't feel like I'm doing that well. But, but that, did you take it as some kind of compliment that you present so well in these sessions that she thinks you're you're just a fully functional person? Well, she did the test. She did the depression anxiety test, and it was a lot. But the thing is, is like, according to what, that day? Like, I might have may have been feeling good that day, but the next day I could have been back on the bloody suicide watch. Because yeah. when I went in, she said, oh, you were really bad. You, she said, you you had really bad depression. Like, you were quite, what do they say? It was quite severe when I went in. Mm. And now it's like, you know, almost normal. Um, yeah, yeah. But I mean, one day I could be hanging from a rope. The next day I'm bloody singing singing fucking songs on the beach like one day to the next singing songs what, on the one beach. day one day from the next you know you can't I, I don't know you know there's no logic to it um but anyway you can tell i i kind of need a session um but i gotta wait to the to the end of october for my session um so yeah that there's that i mean is your therapist in or out of the country <laughs> I mean, he's always booked up. He's in high demand. That's the problem with my therapist. Mm. And yeah, he's he's always got. He's doing like workshops in Africa or something. I don't know. He's always somewhere. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, um, at least you've got someone good and someone not writing letters to the doctor saying that you're fucking like Barack Obama or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know that they wrote letters to the. I want to hear what these letters say about me. I feel like they're not going to be nearly as close. Ben's on his last legs. <laughs> You've got to keep this going. <laughs> we never see him, so. <laughs> but, so, I mean, is it all, but is your, was it only based on the self-reporting scale? Was that the only thing she was going oh, by? Oh, she, no. Well, or no, do she, you, do you, do you somehow, because this is sometimes a worry that I'm doing is that I present better than I am. Like you put oh, on yeah, a brave always. face. Yeah, always. Yeah. I always present better than I am, but, um, I don't know where she got that. I, I don't, you know, I've been fucking stressed. Um, I've got high anxiety. Um, I've told her that. Uh, she asked me, oh, how do you think? And I, I think I said a polite answer. She said, how do you think these are, are they helping you? And I said, I said exactly what I said to my doctor. I said, look, I've cried here, which means that we're touching on something because I don't usually cry. Um, and I think you're right that I think instead of feeling and I'm always in my head I'm a compulsive mm, thinker and mm-hmm. that that thinking takes me out of my uh, out of feeling my feelings and I need to learn how to feel my feelings so that I can grieve for certain things that I haven't grieved for and I can process some feelings that I haven't processed yet yeah that's what I said mm-hmm. I don't know how that turned into you know I basically it sounded like I'd never had any mental health issues in my life um and anyway I just that that's my resentment, um, and then also I've got a resentment fresh off the boat. Um, <laughs> that was is it is it a resentment was, against immigrants? <laughs> yeah, that was a very <laughs> odd choice. Um, last night I went to an engagement party and um, I saw some cheesels on the table and I took a cheesel and a, and it was a bowl. It was a it was a communal bowl, and a woman a girl um, gave me very bad evils. 
and I couldn't go get another chisel again because she was guarding the chisels. She, it, I don't know if she brought in the bowl. The bowl of chisels was her chisels and she was eating them just for herself and I somehow took them from her or if they were communal chisels and she decided they were her chisels and no one else could have them. You can't get possessive over your <laughs> the thing that you brought to the party. Like that's what I was like when whenever I bring like a dish to the party, I get really personal about it. Like, are they trying it? Are they trying it? Mm. Um, but she cheesels. she didn't even want anyone to try it. Yeah, and so I wanted cheesels. I couldn't have any cheesels all night because she was guarding it. So that really well, pissed me it's off. a it's it's a world of guilt and shame. Is how much you're allotted, you know. And and this is this is why I said to you the other day, I don't like the the sharing plates mm. at the restaurants, mm. is because. It creates a whole thing where you got to figure out how much you want. If you take too much, then you're going to feel bad about mm. it. And where I feel bad about it is, is in the work environment. In the staff room, it is just, it's fraught with danger. Mm. Because, one, because especially for you and me, we have, we sometimes we, we have a sweet tooth and we have some emotional <laughs> eating issues. Um, to put it lightly. And um, it's one day the other week. There was no one in the staff room and, and there was a whole packet of these mini caramel koalas mm. and I and I took four for myself yeah. and um, and I did the math quickly in my head and I thought, oh, someone's not getting their caramel koala yeah. and I felt just guilty for the whole rest yeah, of the day the because of that. Food, the work food's real. It's a, it's a bloody shit show. Like, I cannot be trusted. Like, if there's a food, like, if there's sweet food, like, and it's open, I'm fucked. Yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. fucked But anyway I'm not going to go down that Because there's something route. You can't Once you pop You can't stop Yeah And I know a lot of people Are like that But like This is to another Fucking degree um, And last night At this party Instead of fucking drinking I was bloody eating everything I was just on a, a food I was on a food bender I hate it man I'm um, sick of it So you know Everyone else was drinking And you know I could say Oh you know I'm being present At the party I'm I'm interacting Without 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 you know addictive substances, no. I was I was I was instead of focusing on the booze, I was focusing on the bloody platter table. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's so it's so hard to just be present and in the moment. It's We're always trying hard. to distract ourselves. It's hard. Yeah. Um. Well, if you want to, if you think about us and you think about where you know we're depressives and we're you know compulsive overthinkers and eaters and what else, um, and you think maybe oh geez, these guys' parents have really stitched them up real good. Well, I'll tell you what, you're 100% right because <laughs> <laughs> I went to mum's house last night and we're talking about relationships and, and um, we've known a lot of families where one of one of the parents gets jealous, usually a step-parent gets jealous of the child and then they there's some kind of competition between oh, the Jesus. step-parent Are you really bringing and the up? child. No, I won't go fully into it. But, um, no, we can go fully into it. It's a big <laughs> re- this is actually one of those resentments that is like so such a it's not even a resentment this is a real big issue from our past yeah that we not wouldn't normally talk about on the pod because we usually only talk about uh superficial resentments so i don't know if we want to go down the road we don't have to go fully into it but it's it's happened to us personally in our family it happened lucky it It happened happened, big time baby um it happened there was there was tears there was laughter there, there was, was heartbreak laughter. there was sorrow um but luckily the the infringing parties aren't in our life anymore yeah good riddance um, to bad rubbish but so i was i was thinking like these people they get into these relationships and they it's almost like they're trying on they've never been a good person before and they're just trying it on to see what it's like yeah and then one one day you know usually about 10 years on they realize 
oh, wait, I'm not a good person. I'm actually a piece of shit. I'm a selfish piece of shit. Mm. And once they realize that, they've, they're in this situation where they committed and they've already had an effect on people's lives and they, um, and they leave, you know, just, just a, a, a destruction in their wake as they, as they walk away. So I was talking to mum about this and instead of, you know, saying, you know, mum just agreeing and going, yeah, it's just these selfish people, they're fucked up, blah, 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 and blaming one party. Mum goes, mum thinks it's relationships themselves that is a blame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mum, you know, always, always the happy sort. She goes, um, see, you know, in the first 10 years, there's a lot of goodwill in relationship, in relationships. And then after that 10 years, you realise that really we're all just children. And you can see how desperate we all really are. <laughs> That's a typical mum. <laughs> it's mom. like, it's so dark. And I was like, and I'm someone who's just like, I, I've just hit the dating thing again. And I've, and I've had a few like, you know, good interactions with people and, and met some people that I like. But go, <laughs> met some people that you like. I can't go into specifics. <laughs> but um, but uh, with that, it, it's hard to feel optimistic about a relationship with knowing that a few de- a few a few years down the track, I'm just going to look into the, that person's eyes and just see how desperate they are, and what it's just going to ruin everything. Actually, this is really it's come really come home to me right now. Like, you know, as I said, I was at an engagement party last night, and I was just thinking, it's just never going to be me. I'm never going to be getting engaged. I'm never getting married. I just don't. I'm not a married type. And now I'm kind of thinking. It really doesn't surprise me that I don't want to get married. Like, with mum's attitude. Like, you know, she doesn't really instill hope for lasting relationships. Well, she's been poisoning the well from day dot. Yeah, yeah. With her fucking sayings and shit. Yeah. But, I mean, this is a hot topic because, yeah, I just don't, like, I don't know. I just don't, I don't really believe in, um, I don't believe in forever. I mean, look. I'm in a committed relationship and I mean, there is every chance that we'll stay together, but like, am I counting on it? Like, no, like I'm no. not, I'm not like, oh yeah, this is it. And and I think that's why I don't want to get married. One, I don't like, one, I fucking can't, I'm not a big wedding gal and I, I would have an anxiety attack because like having a party to me is like the worst thing that I could ever do. And, um, and also, you know, I just... I just don't have that drive for some reason or another. I just don't have the drive to get married and I don't want to get married and I'm, I'm really happy with, you know, just being in a relationship. But aside from that, um, I think, I don't know, I, I, I just think that, like, for some reason, maybe it's because, like, I don't know if it's... But, I, but then there's people with divorced parents that still... Um, that still believe in in forever and that kind of thing but yeah. i just i guess i i don't know if it's realistic it's a realist realist p- perspective or it's just kind of like yeah the i just still. yeah i just don't expect i just don't i'm not, i don't have the expectation on any relationship now that that's yeah. going to be forever i go i think you know what it's good now and until it's not good it's not good anymore and so to have a marriage i think p- getting married is like i don't know for me personally I'm not speaking for everyone because I think there's a lot of people that get married and they do have very happy lives. Um, well, I'll put myself out there as, as like I've always been that kind of naive optimist when it comes to relationship that I, um, I do believe in marriage. But last night, hanging out with mum, that was a real just spanner in the works because... Well, she's a bit of a downer. She, <laughs> she is. But one thing she said really hit home and it was again the talking the after 10 years thing. She goes... She was talking about someone that I knew in childhood. I'll tell you later. 
and the the parents were talking to mum and they were like, you know, for the first 10 years there's a lot of goodwill, but after that 10 year mark the goodwill just goes away. And that really hit home to me because imagine trying to be in a relationship with someone where there's just no goodwill anymore. You don't even you don't even have a reason anymore for it to work. It's like you might have kids or something to say together or because you made does a commitment. What goodwill mean? Um I guess goodwill towards that person like you want that person to be happy mm. and you're willing to make sacrifices for them and you're happy to do nice things for them. And if all that just dries up one day, then you've just got basically a housemate that you don't really want to live with. Oh, yeah. Well, you should... Oh, I can't say that. But I hear... I meet a lot of people uh, and it's always... always I, I meet a lot of older women and it's always, oh, the fucking husband, the husband, the Yeah, husband. that sort of hate is when they're talking about like that. The other half, the missus. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I, I, I guess for me, I'm like, you know what? Like, is it that bad? Like, is it that bad? Like, that that's your main, like, that's the thorn in your side? Yeah, yeah. But it is. But, it, like, have you seen Everybody Loves Raymond? Like, imagine oh, imagine living with someone like that Frank character. Mm. That They really are just a thorn in Because some of these people, that is, I think, like, at least 50% of society, given certain circumstances, they will be borderline abusive to other people mm. and well, we're just all fucked relationships we're just all fucked really yeah we're all fucked in the head yeah and that's why mum said basically we're just children is because basically we have these really basic drives and we will fuck over other people to get those filled you know oh yeah i mean i fucked over heaps of people um yeah but yeah have we got anything sunny to uh, to bring the mood back um yeah, I mean, what? All, I mean, this isn't really a sunny pod, though, is it? Um, my fucking plants are growing well, that's for sure. Oh, I have to actually give you some advice about that. What? So I don't know if you know this. What? My friend Miranda, she's doing. She's a she's a plant gal as well. What? 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 And I thought she told me the Woolworths Discovery Garden. Oh no! Don't. She said that actually they're not all for this season. <laughs> What? She said, because you said, so your initial thing was they brought it out for spring and these are all things well, I just whose assumed. their season are in spring. And she told me, no, <gasps> you've got to go on the Woolworths website and they'll tell you which oh, ones you should be fuck. planting now because some of them, they're not going to work out now. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they probably really they probably up- should have led with yeah, that instead of just, just that's plant really all of them. That's really upsetting. Yeah. I'm really upset about that. Yeah. Um, oh, I've got another thing that sparked. Um, by the way, um, I feel like I need to say an apology. I think I need to do a disclaimer. I went to engagement. It's Heathy and Jess last night. Congratulations, Heather and Jess. Jess. J-A-S-S. And now I feel bad that I've said all this stuff about marriage and I went to an engagement party and they're listeners. Oh, jeez. I'm sure it'll be different for you. Ethy and Jess. Sorry, guys. God bless, guys. No, guys, I don't. You'll be the outlier. I'm sure of it. <laughs> I totally believe in your relationship. Now I feel like a fucking cunt. But that's my disclaimer. So I want to say congratulations to them. No, it does work out. No, I do. No, well, the thing is, is they've been together for 10 years. Yeah, they've so done they the hard it, yards. They did it right. So they've been together for 10 years, then they get married. See, that's the way to that's do it. That's the way you do it. That's All these the people getting married baby. after a year. What are yeah, you doing? It's like, come on. So guys, you are the exception to the rule because you yeah. actually waited, okay? Yeah. And I'm looking for, I hope that I'm in, well, I'm not going to say I hope I'm invited because it's going to put pressure on them and it's going to be awkward. <laughs> You're not going to be invited. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But another thing that happened last night, you can tell I don't go out much because I've just got so much material from one night. Yeah. Someone who hadn't seen me for years asked me how I was. And I was stumped. Now, I have a resentment against people that ask me how I am and I've got a resentment <laughs> and I've got resentment against people that don't ask me how I am. And I'll tell you why. Yeah. When people ask me, when they don't ask me ho- how I am, I, tell, I think, fuck you, you don't care about me because it's all about me and I just want attention. And, and Australians are very good at this. I'm quite good at asking questions. Yeah. Um, and I do that for two reasons. One, because I care. Uh, yeah, I mean that's touch and go. Um, I ask questions because it makes me feel less awkward, and I can and I can control the conversation because yeah, conversations. If it's on them, then you're not yeah, because conversations out of my control give me extreme anxiety. Two, it is good manners to be interested in people. Okay, uh, and Australians not good at conversation. No, not so they good. could learn from that. So. Uh, there's a resentment I, I have a resentment against so anyway I asked questions and I've, I had a I had a while where I was very resentful against people that didn't ask me about my life and I just continually asked about their life and I just thought you know you're so self-obsessed blah 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 but then I got asked how I was a couple of times last night and you know my reaction was quite interesting to me really really revealed I said to, <laughs> I said to someone this is my and I've realized this is my stock answer if you haven't seen someone for 10 years you know how they ask you they go oh, how you been it's been 10 years. How, how do I sum up 10 years? So yeah. do you know what I say? It's been a blur. <laughs> and then the, the, their, their reply was, well, I'm sure it wasn't a blur. What's happened? What is that? You've got a yes and because they don't know. They just got to go along with it. So I said, well, uh, and I kind of summed up my life. I said, oh, living in the city. And <laughs> I just kind of didn't know. I, I live in my city with my partner, uh, working for myself. But then in my mind, I'm just thinking of, all of the shit like you know just the bad shit and like you know just i just had these visions of all these nights like eating like ice cream and crying and they've made you think of that because they ask you a lazy question like what have you been doing the last 10 years no but like it's just weird it's like every time someone asks me something like like a question like that when i haven't seen them for years it's like i that's what i want to know like it's been i've been wondering like what do you say in that 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 particular question like what do you say how do you answer that well, i think it's a stupid question because no one no one knows how to answer that no one can sum up 10 years no one even thinks about summing up 10 years but what i would say is it's a surface dumb question so give it a surface answer you say uh i went to uni this is what i did in uni then i started this job uh, I'm dating this guy and I'm living with him that's about all you can say but then when i uh, but when i ask it's like they kind of get they don't know how to follow up. So, like, I answer it in the best way possible and then they don't know how to follow it up. And then, like, I just feel... And then there was another situation where someone I had seen recently, well, recently, like, quote-unquote, probably a year or something, and they said, oh, how's how's something? They asked me how something was and, you know, I just never know if I should answer truthfully or if I should answer in a social... Like, should I say really? And so I ended up answering truthfully and I just sounded like a neg because I was like, oh, and you know... And then I was kind of like, oh, fuck. Is that how it sounds? Yeah, and I was like, maybe I should have been like, yeah, really good. It's going yeah, really well. Go, because that's what they... No one really wants to know. They just want to hear that, you know, you can... Life can be good, you know, and you've been doing great because then they don't have to worry. Um, do you know what I think a good answer is? How you've been? Mm. I've never done this before. I think I'm going to start doing it. Is you just go, living the dream. 
because it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. No yeah. one knows if you're being ironic or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just a way of just deflecting. Yeah, that is true. That's a good one. Yeah, I I got another resentment. You know, you get these resentments that you don't understand. Mm. I did one, and I'll start off with a gratitude. Mm. So don't think I'm without um, gratitude. Is oh, we got gratitude. The other day, I was ha- I've been I've been a little bit down in the dumps lately. And mm. I had my day off of work and I slept till 2.30 as I want to do. And I gone, I could just waste the day just doing, you know, self-destructive things, just wanking and banking Ew. and eating and beating. Banking? What's that? Is that I'm self-destructive? <laughs> I'm just rhyming. Oh, ba- wanking and banking was one of our episodes. Yeah, so. a throwback. Um, but um, what I did is I was like, you know what I've been wanting to do for ages? Is when I was back in uni, this philosophy lecturer that I really love said to me, you guys worrying about your deadlines and your phones and your all your events. All I do is all I do all day is just lay outside in the sunshine and read a book. And I was like, I, I've just wanted to do that ever since. I was like, I just want to go to a park and just lay there all day. So that's mm. what I did. Ooh. I just went to was the that park. Today? No, on Thursday. I just went to the park and just laid for hours, just listening to the, the bird song. Was it good? And just reading a book. Was and it good? It, it was the it was probably one of the best things I've ever done. Where'd you go, Hyde Park? No, I went to that park down the road there. Oh, why did you go there? I don't know. I just felt like it. But while I was there, and this is where the resentment comes in, this, this, it didn't sully the experience. Did you have a book? I had a book. The experience was unsullied by this, but it was a mild annoy- annoyance, is whenever you go to a park, not every park, but quite often, there will be a congregation of hippies. Hmm. And they're always doing very weird, like the slack line. They love oh, the slack line. Oh, God, the fucking slack and line. And they love juggling. Yeah, the juggling's got to go. And, and I just like to say, I see, I really, when I actually thought about why does this annoy me, I couldn't, there's no good reason, but there's just something that annoys me about someone just juggling in the park. Mm. What is that, do you think? <sighs> I completely agree. There's something very aggravating about it. <laughs> very, very aggravating. Obscene. Yeah, it's obscene. Um, now, let's unpack this. Let's unpack it like we did the the metal the metal fonts because I think we did that really well. Um, all right, so what is it? Is it the person behind the juggling, or is it the juggling itself? Is it the activity? Because when you think about it, to to have one to have a juggling set, two for that to be for you to go to the park and juggle for no reason, okay? Because there's two different things. You could be a professional juggler and you have learnt to juggle to make money. You mm-hmm. either do it on the street or you do it in a circus, mm-hmm. okay? But to be a hippie or whoever, <laughs> yeah. just to juggle for no good reason, just for enjoyment, I think that's where the annoyingness lies. But well, why? I what, don't what know. Is wrong no, with I'm, trying to, I'm trying to unpack. <laughs> I'm trying to unpack. <laughs> So what are the, some other activities that are a little um, different that are okay? See, would you get annoyed with someone kicking a football? No. No, see, see, here's the thing. Another thing which is related is there was a couple practicing their couple's yoga there. And that's related to me because I was just thinking, don't do this here. I don't care about your fucking couple's yoga. Like, I what feel do you mean couple's yoga? Couple's yoga is when you, you're doing yoga basically on each other. Oh, no, don't do that. That's yeah. bad. So... So I feel like there's something a little too exhibitionist about both doing yo- couples yoga in the park because there's something a bit showy about it. And also the juggling thing is kind of a performance. So I feel it's that exhibitionist thing of, oh, look at me, what, 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 look what I can do kind of thing. Yeah, there's a performance about it and there's a, yeah, I, maybe that's what it is. 
But when it comes to the slackline, there's no reason to hate slackline. It's really just that get a job. That's <laughs> that's all the slackline is for me. Because slackline, I think, is actually pretty cool. But is it something because we're so different? Like it's something that we would never do. That it's like one of those judgment things. Like because it's different from us. Like it is. But the funny thing is, I was doing the same thing. I was at the park, just chilling, hanging out, and I could have. Ju- if they asked me, "Hey, man, do you want to go with the slackline?" Mm. I would have done it. So I don't know why sitting over there, a hundred meters away, I was judging them. There's yeah. nothing wrong with it. Yeah, yeah, it's very strange how we are as people, isn't it? Yeah. Um. Well, let's go to your. Do you want to go to that topic that you wanted to bring up about? Oh, no, hang on. I might. You just, got a um, few more things. Yeah, I've got a few things. Oh, do I have a few things? Um, no, maybe that's it. Maybe we'll go in. All right. So there was a hot topic uh, in Perth, and unfortunately, it actually un- it uh, unravelled on the day that we released our pod, and we'd already done our pod with uh, Bree. Yeah. So we didn't get to. You know, we are a week late. But um, Rapture Nightclub, people, people of Perth, you would have heard it. Rapture. Uh, Rapture. Yep. Yeah. Uh. Uh, good old Neil, uh, he, I mean, I, you guys all would have heard it, but a, a, a young woman um, said that she got, uh, she she thought that she may have got the date rape, uh, got drugs. Ooh, something, yeah. Drugs at uh, Rapture Nightclub. And um, she wrote to the uh, lovely uh, manager uh, there and and t- told her told him her concern, which was the right thing to do. And he wrote back um, with a very uh, rude um, and disgusting email back and said, uh, "quote unquote, uh, are you worth having your drink spiked?" Um, you know, basically berating her and saying some very rude comments and it all unfurled and he was, uh, he got in a lot of trouble. Um, It was like a PR nightmare. Everyone was, you know, very angry, rightfully so. And it went viral. It was on the Daily Mail. It was on the radio. He got interviewed and he got himself in even more trouble because he uh, said that she wasn't good looking. Um, and he just denies. And he also he also publicly shared footage of her mm. and said, "Does she does she look like she's been? And does she look like she's mm. worthy of?" And some people uncovered some um, some stuff previously to this um, things of him taking photos of homeless people and ridiculing them, uh, racist slurs, taking photos of um, people. You know, just just really bad stuff um and he apparently there were stories of him uh, getting someone in a wheelchair throwing someone out of out of out of the club in a wheelchair um saying that they were a hazard because he didn't want any disabled people in the club this guy's a real piece of shit did you did you read the apology uh no i didn't released an apology and i won't read the whole thing it's quite long but i found funny is is how clueless he is that he starts off the apology with at Rapture Nightclub, our care for our customers is legendary. <laughs> like, it's like he says, you can't buy a round of drinks without most of the party fronting the bar. It's like, come on, man. It's supposed to be an apology and you're doing a fucking ad here. Yeah, he's... I mean, the only thing... The, there's, I mean, there's, there's so many issues to this, but this guy is so fucking stupid. Like, that's what... He is a complete asshole, but he's also so stupid. That's what really floored me. Yeah. It was like, there's, a, and that's the thing is like that, that came up for me is like, there is no shortage of racist bigots in Australia. I mean, we, we've got so many, um, but 
And there's been a few other scandals recently um, that have been in the thing. And, you know, people have said racist comments or they've said something sexist. And, like, that doesn't surprise me that they've said it, but the people that say it publicly, um, so they're racist and just fucking stupid. And I think that's what floors me. It's like, what, what are you doing? Like, you're ruining your business. I think with him, though, from from what people said about his Facebook and stuff, is he, he was a... He was a real kind of right wing kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think he was he was one of those guys who he finds out that there's certain people that can spew hate and just call it um, free speech. Mm. So it probably a few years ago he wasn't as bad, but now that he's feels like he has a voice for it by saying, "Oh, it's just free speech," and you're just being politically correct. Now he can be more kind of out in the open about it. What do you mean he couldn't do that before? I uh, well, every every society goes through swings towards the left and the mm. right. Oh, okay. And I think probably about ten to twenty years ago, it was probably more towards the left where people f- couldn't be as openly um, sexist. Mm. They were in other ways, but the way he was like, "Do do you really think your drink is worth spiking?" Mm. I don't think he would have felt as open to be able to say that stuff before you know the donald trump thing happened and tony abbott and all these people came in which allowed a more of a platform and allowed it to be more okay to say those things but at the same time we've had the me too movement so in another way it's even i would say that it was it's even more like people are are policing themselves even more to not say sexist things or to be sexist in general yeah so i think basically that's true so basically what you've seen is there's there's more of a division. Mm. So people like him are more likely to be even more fucked up, mm. whereas people from the other side are more likely to have even higher expectations. Mm. So that's why he's perhaps misread the situation and gone, nah, there's heaps of people that feel the same way I do. And then he's surprised, oh, wait, actually, there's heaps of people that feel exactly the opposite. Mm. So, yeah, that's right. He, he Completely dumb, but um, for whatever reason. So what reason, did he say in his apology? Did he say any? Um, cause on he, he basically he basically still he still implied that it's unlikely that she had her drink spiked. So he's still blaming her, and he said, "If you have any problem, you really need to see the crowd control." So he still said, "It's it's basically her fault how she handled it," but he said sorry for how he handled it. Um, so it's still a little bit hard to, to believe that he's contrite. Mm. Um, but yeah, but he's just so stupid. Like when he was on the radio. Um, like he would say, um, or when he put, she shared the video, he's like, she's the larger girl. And then when he was on the radio, he was like, yeah, I mean, you know, she was, she wasn't very good looking. So I don't he, he was on the radio. Yeah, yeah he said that. that. Yeah. Yeah. He's a real, he's a real interesting guy. Yeah. He's really. But what did you clear. say? You said you don't think that he deserved to get vilified like he did. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, my thing is, I, I think that, um, uh, yeah, I think. I just have limits to the amount of punishment people should get because I think it drives them further to the right in some so, cases. Oh, really? So you don't think that all of that is going to make him, like he's not going to, I mean, let's be honest, we've said this before, most of the time, if you're not, ref- if you were that fucked up, if you're that close-minded and ignorant, you probably aren't going to be- become a reflective person after yeah, well, that he's situation. Done. Yeah, he's, he's done he's and dusted. Out. But the people who are kind of on the fringes of things yeah. that have a few sexist points of view and a few maybe feminist points of view, mm. 
they they sometimes are more likely to go towards the sexist thing mm. when they see that someone's been completely shamed mm. and so in his case i think what what hurts the movement the me too movement and these movements is when for example his private phone number was shared mm. Mm. stuff like that i think is going a bit uh, far okay yeah, yeah yeah so that's all i was saying really yeah, I mean, I get real, like, up in arms with this stuff and I just, I'm like, yeah, fuck him, fuck him, fuck yeah, that's, him. that's the thing I say is we, we need to we need to um, do what we can to make sure it doesn't happen again. But instead of targeting the perpetrator after that point, mm. we should be concentrating on the victim and how to mm. help the victim. Well, out. I hope she's okay because that's the thing is, like, she's only 19. This would be a very stressful situation. She had reporters, you know, asking her, you know, asking her to do interviews and, you know, he's saying some really rude things. And we both, we all know that when you're 19, if someone's saying that you're not very good looking, you know, that's that's actually really upsetting. And to also to have had her, had a... Uh, traumatic experience with thinking that you've been drugged and then have the guy not believe you and say that you're making it up and then having this shot i mean that she's going to remember this for the rest of her life and the one difference between the two of them is that she made this complaint anonymously whereas he is the public face of this club Mm. so she doesn't have a choice she didn't have a choice about being um revealed publicly Mm. and that's something we need to be aware of with how this story is talked about is that Maybe she just wants her privacy back a little mm. bit. Um, but um, there's one thing I do want to leave leave everyone with is a massive, one of the biggest gratitudes that I've ever had is I watched a comedy special last week. It's called The Great Depression. And oh, it's by, yeah. It's by the comedian Gary Goldman. What's it on? Uh, it's on, it's, unfortunately, it's on HBO. Oh, so I torrented it illegally. Oh, my God. Can I and, have it? And I think, I think that I'm going out on a limb that I think um, Gary Goldman would want people to if they can't get it to, to get it illegally because the message is what's important and so it's a, it's an hour and 20 minute special all about depression mm, I love and, it. and I found it to be honestly one of the most informative and empowering things about mental illness that I've ever seen I found it incredibly moving um, and I think everyone should see it whether you're affected by mental illness someone you know is affected by mental illness or you don't know anything I think that it's an incredibly important piece of art. Um, so, yeah, try and try and see it if you can. Oh, thanks, Ben. I'm going to really get onto that. Okay, guys. Well, as usual, if you have a resentment, email us, theresentmentlist at gmail.com and also follow us on Instagram at theresentmentlist and Facebook is the same. Twitter is at resentmentlist. Followers are still low on that one. Uh, yep, so get going and um yeah we hope your mental health is good we hope you're having happy moments because we all know that happiness isn't something that sticks around it's a momentary thing that we experience so i hope that you have some happy moments this week yeah all right god bless all right bye see ya